0: Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant. We welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers and hope you're having a very nice weekend. The primary election is in the books for Kentucky and the state is now set for the fall campaigns ahead. And while all that is getting underway, next year's state elections keep bubbling up. Candidates for governor already announcing, other races also starting to take some shape. And today we'll hear from Kentucky's two major political parties as they'll be working to boost their candidates. Later, Kentucky Democratic Chairman Coleman Elridge will be joining us, but first Sean Southerd, the chief spokesperson for the Kentucky Republican Party is here. Republicans have renominated Senator Rand Paul for another term. In state legislative races, three incumbents lost to so-called liberty candidates. That includes State Representative Adam Koenig who had championed sports betting. Sean Southerd from RPK is here and we appreciate you very much uh, for coming in. It's Thank an honor you. to be here, Bill. Thank you. Uh, Senator Rand Paul uh, easily uh, won a renomination uh, for a third term in Washington. Uh, This week he splits with Senator Mitch McConnell on the Ukraine issue. Uh, Often goes his own way. Will the Republican Party unite behind Senator Paul? Oh,
1: absolutely. I think that Senator Paul has a great message, especially uh, coming out of COVID and the way that he has uh, spread his message of kind of a libertarian flavored conservatism. Uh, If there was ever a time where there were lockdowns and and uh, petty tyrants, as he likes to call them, or bureaucrats run amuck, the time was for Rand Paul to keep them accountable. And so I think that uh, heading into November, Senator Paul is well positioned, especially when you look at how far left the Democrat party has gone in Kentucky with their nominee, Charles Booker, who openly advocates for defunding the police, Uh, while Louisville is reaching uh, historic highs of homicides uh, per capita in the nation. So I think that Senator Paul is well-positioned for re-election.
0: Do you ever find among Republican voters uh, the need to explain why uh, Senator McConnell and Senator Paul so often vote opposite of each other, though they're from the same state and the same party?
1: Well, I I think you're probably going to hear this a lot from me today, Bill, which is that the Republican Party is a Big Ten party, Uh, We're open to a wide number of views, and that that represents the full spectrum of conservatism or of what the right-of-center party should look like. And there's room for Mitch McConnell, and there's also room
0: for Senator Paul. uh, Charles Booker, his former state representative, uh, is an energetic campaigner seems effective at uh, connecting uh, with uh, a lot of voters. Uh, can he make this a very interesting race uh, in, the, in the weeks and months ahead?
1: I think that uh, Mr. Booker will excite the national far-left Democrat Party to donate to his campaign, but at the end of the day, I don't think that Kentuckians are going to vote for someone like Mr. Booker, who is an unabashed Progressive, Uh, He makes no bones about it that he is one. And I think that Senator Paul is is going to make sure that everyone in Kentucky is aware of where Mr. Booker falls on the issues when it comes to out-of-control federal spending, which has contributed to historic inflation, as well as, I've already mentioned, defunding the police and the the types of people that are supporting Mr. Booker nationally, uh, like Elizabeth Warren, who uh, Mr. Booker was touting uh, on election night.
0: He intends to go with this uh, uh, hood-to-the-holler sort of populism, uh, indicating that he uh, intends to uh, try to unite the cities and the, and the more rural areas of Kentucky uh, in an effort to, to get elected. You are predicting that will not be effective. Well, I think when you have inflation at a 40-year high, you have
1: uh, J.P. Morgan predicting $6 a gallon gas nationwide by the end of summer, uh, that people are looking for a conservative candidate and a message that's going to get the economy under control. And uh, when you look at the fentanyl spilling over into across the border in Mexico into Kentucky, uh, I think that the uh, Senator Paul is well-positioned to make the case and that uh, Mr. Booker's case will ring hollow this November.
0: On the uh, state legislative uh, level, three prominent Republicans lost their seats Tuesday, uh, and State Representative Adam Kaney was unseated by Stephen Doan, Representative C. Ed Massey lost to Steve Rawlings, Representative Sal Santoro defeated by Marianne Proctor, uh, a couple of those were committee chairs, all those in Northern Kentucky. Does that uh, give any kind of a signal of concern of some sort of shift that we may not have detected uh, within the party?
1: Well, I think, Bill, this is part of growing to be the majority party in Kentucky. I think that uh, we're going to see more primaries going forward. And I think that on a lot of issues, Republicans are united uh... and i think that going forward uh, it's it's going to require that we unite behind candidates and i don't see any question about that going forward uh, as we head towards november and especially when you look at the map uh... democrats have ceded large swaths of the state to republicans uh... there's a line uh, in electoral politics that elections are won or lost on filing day uh... democrats didn't file in almost half of the seats uh... in the kentucky uh... state house and so uh... we're looking at Starting off very strongly with a strong conservative majority going forward. A big tent party. I mean, there's going to be disagreements. There are going to be uh, different opinions about things. But at the end of the day, we're united on on the right-of-center issues that are facing the state.
0: I don't expect you to give any advice to the other side, but, uh, you know, I I clearly remember when it was the other way around. The Republicans couldn't come up with candidates, and and the Democrats dominated the legislature and the electoral landscape in Kentucky. What went wrong for them? Uh, They didn't try. I mean, at the end of the day, they they have not
1: recruited candidates to run, and I I know that I have heard Democrats say, oh, well, redistricting was a problem, and we weren't prepared for that, Uh, when at the end of the day, Republicans were were asking the governor to call a special session uh, to do redistricting so that all candidates and all sides could have ample time to recruit candidates. Uh, They didn't do it. If you look where I'm from, uh, in Owensboro, the land of Wendell Ford, uh, they left us. a member of the House leadership unopposed there, Suzanne Miles. They also left a new state senator, uh, Senator uh, Boswell, uh, unchallenged there. Uh, historic Democrat uh, city and town and area, and they just did not compete.
0: What happened, though, and you, and you talk about it, recall the Republicans a, a big tent party, but what happened to where the, the parties uh, tend to very much lean hard LEFT AND RIGHT THESE DAYS. there THERE IS NOT THAT MIDDLE WHERE MOST PEOPLE WILL TELL YOU THEY MAY BE, ACTUALLY. Uh, BUT THEIR CHOICES ARE LIMITED TO PEOPLE OFTEN WHO ARE AT THE EXTREMES.
1: WELL, I THINK THAT WHEN YOU LOOK AT uh, THE RIGHT OF CENTER PARTY IN KENTUCKY AND uh, THAT WE ARE THE the PARTY THAT IS MAINSTREAM IN LINE WITH KENTUCKY'S VALUES, I THINK THAT THE ONLY PARTY THAT'S OUT OF TOUCH WITH KENTUCKY VALUES AND THE ONLY PARTY THAT'S RADICAL uh, WOULD BE THE KENTUCKY DEMOCRAT PARTY, WHICH IS PUSHING uh, THESE THINGS WHEN IT COMES TO uh, DEFUNDING the Police and not handling this inflation problem. I mean, we we have a serious spending problem in this country, and uh, the Republicans are the only ones. And plus, Joe
0: Manchin, who thinks it's a real problem. You back up though. What would you not have spent? Uh, you know, would you would you not have done uh, some of the American Rescue uh, Plan that uh, that infused some money in the economy? WOULD YOU NOT HAVE SPENT THE MONEY IN THE INFRASTRUCTURE BILL THAT NOW APPARENTLY WILL BRING SEVERAL BILLION DOLLARS TO KENTUCKY, INCLUDING MONEY FOR uh, THE BRENT SPENCE BRIDGE? I,
1: I THINK FUNDAMENTALLY THE AMERICAN RESCUE PLAN WAS ONE OF THE BIGGEST CONTRIBUTORS TO INFLATION. WHEN YOU HAVE uh, former Clinton White House and Obama White House economic advisors saying we don't need this and it's going to contribute to historic inflation and destroy the savings of both working families and retirees. I think that is a huge sign of how far left that the federal administration, the Biden
0: administration has gone. As uh, your party does uh, get larger, uh, isn't some factionalism inevitable? And the Democrats had it when they were in majority. Uh, some want more emphasis on business, tax, CHAMBER OF COMMERCE type ISSUES. OBVIOUSLY SOME ARE VERY DRIVEN BY SOCIAL ISSUES. Uh, AND SOMETIMES THOSE SEGMENTS DISAGREE WITH EACH OTHER ON THOSE THINGS. Uh, HOW DOES a, A PARTY RECONCILE THAT? Well, uh, we reconcile it like we've
1: always done, which is have conversations amongst caucus members and and with each other. And I think historically, when you look at the Republican Party, it has always been an intellectually rich tradition of between uh, what conservatism means to different people. And so uh, we're gonna continue having that discussion in this state as we grow and move forward towards the November election. And of course, uh, continuing to peel back 100 years of Democrat rule in this state.
0: Can Republicans uh, forgive and forget and move on uh after a, a primary-elect was held in Central Kentucky, and that Senate primary, the Andrew cooper rider uh, Dr. Douglas race, uh, that was very tough. Well,
1: Bill, again, I think that when it matters, what matters to Republicans is the issues, and we're united on the issues, and we're going to uh, unify, move past all of these primaries, uh, re-elect our conservative majorities to the State House and State Senate, and uh, we're not going to have any issues with with uniting i don't believe
0: Uh, do you predict that the republican party will have the plurality of registered voters uh, within the next few months i I think that we're trending that way i don't like to
1: make promises on things but uh, we are slowly inching up, and especially with all the good work that Secretary of State Michael Adams is doing uh, with party registration and also uh, updating the voter rolls to make sure that they're an accurate reflection of who is living in, and registered in our state, I think that we'll see we'll see some changes here soon.
0: If Roe versus Wade is overturned, as a leaked document indicates it will be, uh, will that have much impact on the fall elections in Kentucky?
1: I think that the, the abortion issue and the Roe v. Wade issue uh, is largely already baked into where we stand on both sides of the political spectrum. But I think that what Republicans see is a party in the Democrats that is completely unhinged and wants uh, nine-month abortion on demand without any restrictions. Uh, no Democrat can seem to answer uh, what their position is on abortion beyond all nine months on demand with no restrictions. Uh, and except for maybe Joe Manchin, who said this week when the uh, Democrats in the THE SENATE HELD A VOTE ON THE MATTER THAT uh, VOTERS WERE BEING LIED TO BY THE NATIONAL DEMOCRAT PARTY THAT THE BILL THAT THEY PUT forth TO CODIFY ROE V. WADE WAS NOT GOING TO CODIFY ROE V. WADE. IT WAS GOING TO PUT UNLIMITED ABORTION ON DEMAND. SO I DON'T THINK THAT THIS IS GOING TO BE uh, AN ISSUE THAT REALLY ANIMATES VOTERS ANY MORE OR LESS THAN THEY ALREADY ARE FOR THE FALL ELECTION.
0: THERE IS NO HOLDING BACK THE START OF THE 2023 CAMPAIGN IN KENTUCKY. IT'S ALREADY BREAKING OVER THE DAM. Uh, I DON'T THINK WE HAD A NEW CANDIDATE THIS WEEK ON YOUR SIDE. But, I'LL CHECK MY uh, WATCH <laughs> right. uh, but Governor, year is seeking re-election. Republicans are headed for obviously a crowded primary. Auditor Mike Carmen, Agriculture Commissioner Ryan Quarles, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, already state office holders who are in a primary and there are others. How crowded will it get? I think that we're going to see a
1: robust primary because I think there's a lot of excitement to make sure that Andy Bashir is a one-term governor. Uh, we're suffering an embarrassment of riches on the Republican side with all of these wonderful candidates, well-qualified, uh, experienced candidates who have held office and uh, we also happen to know uh, very well, and so I think uh, we'll see a few more candidates hop in sometime this summer, uh, but I think it is going to be a, a
0: big field. Governor Bashir announced this week the lowest unemployment rate ever in Kentucky. Uh, he's announced uh, record job creation, including 5,000 jobs at a Ford battery plant in the Elizabethtown area. He clearly wants to run this race on the economy and, and the future. Can Republicans uh, get far by... Uh, you know, arguing about the job figures and uh, saying that his COVID restrictions were too tough?
1: Well, I think what the governor likes to say is that the economy is on fire. And for a lot of working families, it is on fire. You can't find baby formula at your grocery store. You have 40-year high inflation. Gas prices are through the roof. And the stock market continues to plummet. And so I think that the economy is on fire. And I think that the Biden-Bashir agenda is responsible for it. Uh, Andy Bashir campaigned as a moderate like Joe Biden did, uh, but he also championed the American Rescue Plan and the influx of these dollars that uh, that has con- largely contributed to inflation. And so I think that at the end of the day, uh, Andy Bashir is going to be a one-term governor no matter what the issues are about.
0: So you're predicting a good year this year and next, it sounds yes, like, sir, for absolutely. the Republicans. We're right. going to
1: unite behind whoever the nominee is in 2023 and move forward. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Bill. We'll
0: be right back with the Kentucky Democratic Party Chairman Coleman Elridge here on Kentucky Newsmakers, and we'll hear from the other side in just a moment. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers from WKYT as we wrap up the May primary and look ahead to the fall campaigns in Kentucky and to next year's exciting statewide elections. They're already kind of sneaking into the discussion. Democratic Chairman Coleman Elridge is a historic figure, the first African American to lead the state Democratic Party. The U.S. Senate race is set. It will give voters a stark choice between Republican incumbent Senator Rand Paul and his challenger Charles Booker. But Elridge has other challenges. The voter registration advantage for Democrats has all but evaporated in the state. Republicans may have the plurality of registration by later this year. And Democrats have challengers in less than half of the state House races. Democrats have no candidate for an open seat where Senator Dennis Parrott of Elizabethtown is stepping down. So, plenty of challenges for Democrats as well. Chairman Elridge, welcome. We appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me, Bill. Uh, first to the, uh, the U.S. Senate race. Rand Paul uh, has uh, uh, considerable money, uh Polling indicates he has an advantage there going into this race. What will Charles Booker need to do to make this a competitive U.S. Senate race?
2: Well, I I think, first of all, you spoke to to me being an historic figure. I think, you know, we shouldn't uh, lose sight of the fact that uh, Charles is, in himself, an historic figure, the first African-American to lead a major party ticket. Uh, And and what Charles does that I don't think uh, Senator Paul uh, can do and has done is he really – mobilizes people and it doesn't matter you know he uses the mantra from the hood to the holler I think that's so incredibly important because folks Tend to forget that you know the the same struggles that families in the West End of Louisville are facing are some of the same struggles that folks in Eastern Kentucky are facing and, and places in Western Kentucky and so forth and and so on and so I, I believe what he's going to have to do is to really tap into that frustration tap into uh, that uh, that that knowledge that we can be doing better by the people that we are that we are called to serve and. The hope that they have, and that 's something that also I think is a difference between the two. Uh, Senator Paul has really become this uh, uh, this scion of uh, of kind of doom and gloom. You saw that when he was holding up forty million dollars of uh, of aid to Ukraine, uh, uh, Representative Booker, I think, has to tap into that aspirational hope that we as Kentuckians have, uh, that the best days of Kentucky are, are not uh, behind us but in front of us, and that as parents, we want that uh, we want that reality for our, our children. Uh, obviously, he's going to have to double down with uh, fundraising, uh, and uh, I've just come back from a, uh, a DNC meeting where I believe uh, folks are really excited now that we finally have a candidate. So I think all of that's going to come together for him. Uh,
0: is it fair to, to, to call him a, an unapologetic progressive who in Absolutely. this in this race will will not step away from that? There used to be times in Kentucky you talked about national Democrats and Kentucky Democrats and there was a distinction. Uh, it appears there will not be that with Charles Booker. Well, I, I wouldn't say there's not going to be a distinction. I always say that Charles is a pragmatic
2: progressive. Uh, he, he understands where he's running, uh, but is also very clear about who he is. And I I think what people respond to, whether or not they agree with you, is how, uh, how you approach being you in this kind of field of politics where you're expected to, to, to metamorphosize into to something else. Uh, so I think what people will appreciate about him is that he is very unapologetic unapolog- uh, of who he is, while also understanding the folks that he uh, represents. And so uh, I'll use the example: you know, he is very unapologetic when it comes to to, to health care for all, uh, in an increasing in a, in a in a commonwealth that has increasingly uh, really significant health challenges. Uh, I think folks are going to be less concerned about him being a progressive than they are very hopeful that he can actually do something to make sure that folks that live in a holler in eastern Kentucky don't have to drive two, three hours to get very quality, affordable health care.
0: As you know, uh, they will attempt to tie uh, the the happenings in Washington right now, the inflation, some of the challenges the President Biden has with approval ratings and so on to the Democratic candidates and will to Charles Booker. Will that be a
2: I don't think it will, because at the end of the day, what we as a party have been talking about is not what's going on in Washington. It's not. It's what's going on right here in Kentucky. And so, you know, in Kentucky, we have an economy that's on fire. We have a governor who is extraordinarily popular, not only the, uh, the, the uh, most well-liked Democratic governor in the country, uh, but has wide-ranging support among all political demographics within the state. Uh, and so the more that we focus on what's happening here, in Kentucky, and how folks that we send to Washington can help, uh, aid in, in in making sure that Kentucky continues to move forward. Uh, I think that's going to be our focus. That's been our message. That's going to continue to be our message this fall.
0: You have a situation in your party in the sixth congressional district where Governor Bashir says he will not support the nominee, Jeff Young, against Republican Congressman Andy Barr. Uh, Will the state party uh, direct its efforts elsewhere? Well, look,
2: uh, I make no bones about the fact I did not vote for Mr. Young. I will not be voting for Mr. Young in the fall. Uh, I, I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment. And what we as a party have to be very clear about is where we, uh, how we define uh, our our, uh, our resources uh, to, to candidates, and and how we make those uh, resources available. Uh, what I will say is a difference between my party and, and the other uh, uh, side is that uh, we have uh, zero tolerance for the the hate-filled speech uh, that Mr. Young has, has made part of his campaign. And so uh, we will be having some conversations about how to direct resources. Uh, uh, IN THE NOT TOO DISTANT FUTURE.
0: THE STATE LEGISLATIVE RACES are SAID REPUBLICANS HAD SOME uh, FACTIONAL FRICTION IN NORTHERN KENTUCKY uh, WHERE uh, THREE INCUMBENTS WERE BEATEN. Uh, AND THERE ARE OTHER uh, ISSUES, uh, MR. ELDRIDGE, uh, WHERE uh, TEACHER'S RAISES uh, uh, DID NOT COME THROUGH AS A GUARANTEE WITHIN THE LEGISLATURE. THAT MIGHT HAVE ENERGIZED DEMOCRATIC VOTERS. BUT YOU ENDED UP WITH A LOT OF UNCONTESTED SEATS IN THE in the LEGISLATURE. WAS THERE a, AN AGGRESSIVE EFFORT TO RECRUIT CANDIDATES?
2: ABSOLUTELY THERE WAS. YOU KNOW, WE SPOKE TO THOUSANDS OF, of POTENTIAL CANDIDATES um, VERY AGGRESSIVELY, VERY uh, pragmatically and and very intentionally what i will say is there were a couple of things that uh... that worked against us one was redistricting uh... it was uh... the uncertainty of which districts people would be running and and then when the maps finally came out uh... we had certain candidates that had already filed that all of a sudden uh, WEREN'T LIVING IN THE DISTRICT IN WHICH THEY HAD FILED AND WEREN'T ELIGIBLE. Uh, THAT WAS INTENTIONAL. Uh, that, THAT WASN'T DONE BY A REPUBLICAN PARTY THAT WAS SURE THEY COULD RUN UP THE, the scorecard. Uh THEY TOOK OUT SOME INSURANCE POLICIES IN DOING THAT. I THINK SECOND, uh, and, AND THIS IS WHERE I WILL SAY uh, AND TAKE SOME RESPONSIBILITY uh, AS THE LEADER OF MY PARTY, um, IT IS DIFFICULT TO ASK PEOPLE IN THIS DAY AND AGE to, TO STICK THEIR NECK OUT AND RUN FOR OFFICE. WHEN THE PARTY ITSELF is not always in the fight. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, if, if you are constantly being uh, called as a Democrat a baby killer, if you're constantly being told that you don't have values and the party is not punching back every single time that happens, it becomes really difficult for folks to say, well, let me stick my neck out. Uh, so we've been very intentional uh, in terms of my chairmanship uh, of fighting that back, much to the chagrin of my father-in-law probably, who is a very proud Republican. Uh, we have been taking the fight back, and so uh, we have uh, folks uh, that did stick their neck out this time. I'm very proud of the candidates that we ran. Uh, they represent, I think, a new breath and a new energy within the Democratic Party, and that's only going to grow in the future.
0: What has happened that, uh, that we have become so polarized uh, that... Uh, uh, you know, the parties kind of go to the extremes and, and a lot of folks will feel like in the middle they really don't have anybody they relate to. It is not the political environment in which I aspire to be a part. I've, I've
2: known you for a while and growing up, uh, you know, the the political uh, environment that I was raised in was one where Democrats and Republicans could disagree, uh, but they also went out and 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 they, they knew each other personally and it, it was never personal. I think in part uh, it's become really personal. Um, the attacks are not just on policy differences; they're they they are deeply uh, personal. And I, I think uh, no offense to to your your trade, but the 24-hour news cycle has made it so that you know we've we've got to fill the void with something, and so it becomes every little thing uh, that, um, that 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 gets people agitated and, and motivated and frankly it's also where you know it used to be I could tune in to Channel 27, and that's where that that was the news. That we we didn't,
0: you know, no matter who I was talking to, we didn't disagree about where the news was coming. You know, I from. think you still can, Chairman. I, uh, still, do. Uh, I still do. I still do. I mean, the point being that, and I would beg you to give us some distinction between what you Absolutely. see at the national level and these cable channels that we know where, uh, oftentimes they stand, and and uh, news organizations that try to try to be fair.
2: Well, and, and that was my point. That when I turn on to to you know channel twenty seven, that's the news. But if I can go to Fox News or MSNBC and that is that is what I foresee that that is what I ingest as gospel truth
0: Uh, That's a problem. Do you worry about, it it appears that, uh, you know, if the present trend continues, (laughs) that uh, the Democratic Party will lose the registration plurality by later this year and Republicans will take that. Do you worry that Kentucky's Democratic Party becomes... Uh, largely an urban party uh, in several statewide races. It was Jefferson and Fayette that went one way and the rest of the state went the other. Sure. Uh,
2: No, I don't worry about that Uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the, The first is no matter where I go as chairman of this party, um, and I've traveled all across the state, there are Democrats everywhere. And so, um, you know, there are still folks that even in, in some of the most ruby red uh, uh, parts of our Commonwealth, uh, they are still proud to be Democrats. The second part is, I, I would take you back to the 2019 race uh, when uh, Governor Bashir won. Uh, it just wasn't Lexington and Louisville. It, it, there were places in western Kentucky, eastern Kentucky, northern Kentucky that came through. Uh, he has shown us how to build the party again and uh, and that—that uh, that is how we will rebuild this party, and we won't ever have, I think, the advantage that we had voting-wise uh, when I was growing up. But I think that's also okay.
0: Governor Bashir is seeking reelection. He obviously wants to run on the the economy and, and jobs. Republicans say it is not so rosy. Uh, will that be the key issue in the race? Uh, is that what Democrats will endeavor to do? Is keep that as uh, in the focus?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you, you look at what Governor Bashir has done. I, I, I chuckle. When I saw uh, the the uh, announcement of the uh, attorney general sharing, saying that Governor Bashir doesn't share our values, I mean, you're talking about a man who not only has uh, enjoys a, a high approval rating here in the Commonwealth, but folks have seen him guide our state through uh, through COVID. They've seen him guide our state, state, and especially Western Kentucky, through those historic storms. They know the values in which this this governor operates, and so uh, to have led through those historic times while also overseeing the most historic uh, economy Kentucky has ever seen. I I think that's going to be extraordinarily important uh, as he moves forward.
0: A few seconds left for this answer. How will the abortion issue play out in Kentucky's elections uh, if Roe v. Wade is overturned or as those leaked documents indicate?
2: I think you see uh, again how extreme the Republican Party has become. Uh, That there are no exceptions for rape, for incest, that even in some cases uh, instances miscarriage uh, miscarriages are, uh, are are criminalized. That is not where the majority of Kentuckians are, whether you're Democrat or Republican. So, to the extent that it will come up, we will continue to highlight the extreme nature of where the Republican Party of Kentucky is.
0: Chairman Elridge, thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. We'll be back. Wrap up Kentucky newsmakers in a moment. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. If you'd like to look over the election results from this week, you can go to WKYT.com. We, of course, will be covering the campaign in the weeks ahead on our newscasts and on the web as well. Don't forget, Garrett Weimer will have your local news tonight on WKYT. We want to thank you for joining us now and hope you make it a good week ahead.